Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. So every year, HGTV releases a dream home. That's kind of a weird way to say it. They they design <laughs> they design a dream, what they call a dream home, um, and it's designed by Brian Patrick Flynn. And um, this year, they chose a house. Uh, they chose to create a house in Montana. Um, it's it's in Whitefish, Montana. It's very very rustic. Um, mm-hmm. it's in a beautiful location. It's, it's seated on this hillside, this mountainside, and it's overlooking a lake. Um, there's tons of trees around it. It's really beautiful. Uh, but some of the design choices they made were rather questionable. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you live here first of all? I mean, okay. So it's part of this giveaway that HGTV. HGTV does. And so if I won the giveaway, yeah, absolutely I would yeah. live here. <laughs> Not yeah. turning that down. But and, and when Definitely. you say rust when you say rustic, rustic is mostly on the inside. On the outside it looks kind of like that, you know, that same modern farmhousey mm-hmm. but with kind kind of a green tinge on the paint. I don't know what color that is, kind of a slate color. Uh beautiful, beautiful locale. The mm-hmm. interior, yeah, that they definitely went for the rustic kind of rough hewn look they got some modern touches i mean yeah with some modern stuff thrown in yeah i see like a a black fireplace Mm -hmm. um if you had to pick like natalie what would be your favorite feature um Mm -hmm. i really love the um i I really love the wood uh ceiling that they chose to do like the 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 wood plank ceiling the dark um, wood in the great room yeah it's it's a really unique feature. I don't know if I would do it necessarily in my own house. It's, it might be a little too rustic for my taste, but I mm-hmm. think it really works in this house. Um, yeah. And the dream home, the HGTV dream home is always just like they really stretch and they really push the envelope in terms of like design, design point of view. Yeah. yeah they're not just, it's not just going to be like a beige, you know, Mm-mm. run of the mill looking house. Like they really while still they try to make it tasteful so um i think that really works in the house um i mean this is kind of boring but like the view (laughs) too is kind of second to none and you can see it from the kitchen you can see it from the from the master you can see it from the great room you know they really utilized the the they put in big windows they yeah floor to ceiling windows and the ceilings are super high yeah Yeah. what do you guys like about it um yeah i I think I like the architecture. I don't know if the style is mine. It's very, very much eclectic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they've kind of got, like Eric was saying, it's very rustic inside, but then there's some modern touches. The furniture is kind of mid-century modern looking, Mm -hmm. bright oranges, um, jewel tones. They have this very kind of Game of Thrones looking chandelier in the family room. (gasps) Let me see. Wait, I'm flipping through the pictures right now. It looks like you've just walked into... Um, I know what Rachel's favorite feature is in the entire place. Oh, yeah? Do you? Yes. The hot tub. Outside. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Rachel, do you like a hot tub? I love me a hot tub. She loves an outdoor hot tub. And I this, do. Then look at this. Look at this hot tub. Mandatory. This, this hot tub. Okay, so Rachel and I are watchers of The Bachelor. Mm. Um, <laughs> big are. fans. And this looks like the tub that Ari and Becca with <laughs> Baca B E K A H got into in their Tahoe date. Does it not? You have a sharp memory. I don't remember, but yes, it does look perfect for a bachelor excursion i wonder if they would even film here Mm. oh i could definitely see them filming here for sure i mean as i mentioned before there's also some questionable design decor choices yeah Yeah. Uh, what's with the cowboy hats everywhere i mean (laughs) was this jackson maine's uh montana ranch maybe (laughs) i mean jackson maine for all you a star is born fans fanatics eric and i (laughs) are part of that camp as well but yeah there's it's kind of like a how many cowboy hats can you find in this house yeah it's like a where's waldo but it's where's the cowboy hat probably like i've seen at least like 20 so far yeah there's one wall that's just (laughs) not hyperbole no there's one wall that's just decorated with cowboy hats there's a picture of a cat wearing a cowboy hat yeah um yeah that to me would be my number one dislike, which is the overuse of the cowboy hat. Other than it's that, it's like I'd... it's like Montana, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <A> cowboy hat. <laughs> In case you forgot, it's like very on the nose. Yeah, um, I can't get behind the antlers. Which ones? All of them. Oh, there, there's a lot of antler usage. Yeah. yeah, antler lamps, and then there's the faux on the fireplace above the fireplace. There's a faux felted like taxidermy head yeah it's, it's like a, a weird head. it's a moose head okay it's like somebody took a pair of old socks and then sewed it onto a fake moose head right is it a moose or am i yeah it's a moose or an yeah. elk oh gosh i mean it's unrecognizable with How all the you can tell all of us are hunters yes yeah. <laughs> outdoors people that's the thing now is the foedermy thing because people i guess like that look of taxidermy but they don't want the whole right they don't want an animal horrible yeah Mm -hmm. inhumanity of it and so it's like let's put something fake up and cover it with strange fuzzy patterns uh it just looks kind of cheesy for the rest of the room the rest of the room there's like 20 foot ceiling with this really cool chandelier and the floor to ceiling windows floor to ceiling windows and this like plush cheesy looking taxidermy there's just a lot going on i mean i like some of the elements but all of them put together are not quite my favorite right eric your favorite i found your favorite part of the house what's that this enormous wine fridge oh yes that's in the kitchen isn't it yeah the very weirdly modern kitchen yeah the kitchen is very weird it's it's a nice kitchen, and I do like that wine fridge built in. That's very nice. I do also like there's a red bedroom uh, with a color-coordinated bookcase kind of above the, the bed. Oh. I think that the, the red in, used in that room is quite stunning. And there's a black, I, I want to say it's black. Black bedroom. Yeah, black bedroom, also with a cowboy hat. But um, I love the color in that one. What do, what do you think about the color of the master bedroom? So it's um, that terracotta shade that Sherwin-Williams chose for their color of the year mm-hmm. um, this year. And um, 
I do not like it. <laughs> right. I mean, is it's, it just too much for, I mean, this, the color is okay in small doses, but the having a bedroom in that color is too much. Is that what it is or? I mean, I was kind of perplexed when they chose it as their color of the year. And I feel like they, it, they intend it to be used like on a whole room in a whole bedroom or wherever. Instead and, of an accent wall. Yeah. I think it's intended to be used throughout the room and and I think it can work. Like I've seen other stories that other places have done and <clears throat> that we've done where it it looks good in a room. Um, it just mm -hmm. depends on the decor that you pair with it. And I think the decor in this room just it's way too rustic. And pairing the, you know, the worn wood um, side tables with this rug that's just it very, matches but it's just it's a very no, busy rug like it. it's really busy and it just looks very dated to me because that color i think we associate that that terracotta paint color with you know kind of like early 2000s mid 2000s like stucco-y yeah. or yeah. Medi mediterranean yeah or the or southwest like, yeah and yeah. but this is none of those looks yeah, I think you need to juxtapose it with something a bit more modern or a bit more like Art Deco-y, Scandinavian. I don't know. I think it just right. – not a fan. Not yeah. a fan. No, I mean, and I get it. I mean, I think that this – if there was one room in the house where I didn't necessarily agree with the paint choice, I would also say it would be the master bedroom. But I love the use of color mm -hmm. in the other bedrooms. Mm -hmm. I think and just... red, red is a hard color. Wall color. Off. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. And – in this bedroom, uh, they make it look quite striking with the white accents and the, like I said, the, the bookcase above the, or the bookshelves above the bed. If you listeners fall in love with this house, you can enter the sweepstakes um, starting December 28th is when it, it, it starts. So uh, good luck. Seasonally, it's, it's the countdown to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, does you you guys are located in the Santa Clara office at Realtor.com. I am in New York, but does your office do any sort of white elephant gift exchange? Uh, I feel like they were trying to start one. No, they were trying to do a secret Santa. Um, okay, a bit I've, a little different. Yeah, I have friends who want to do a white elephant. Um, mm. What about you? Um, we do actually, we're doing like a holiday luncheon and everyone's supposed to bring a gift under $20 and it's in the last year, we did the same thing last year and it was, I guess, okay. It, it was kind of a Yankee swap. Okay. Wait, but what's the difference? I always thought they were the same thing. Like white elephant, Yankee swap and dirty Santa. Nasty Not, Christmas. Nasty Christmas. <laughs> nasty Christmas. I've never heard that one. If you've watched The Office, you've heard of Nasty Christmas. Oh. You've heard of Maybe Yankee Swap. Yankee, Yankee Swap. Yankee swap. <laughs> um, I think yeah, it's kind the of the same where you buy like something ridiculous and then you steal trade or steal for something yeah, I don't more or the, less ridiculous. I don't know the difference between the different types and i thought maybe one of you two had done your research prior to the podcast <laughs> i mean <laughs> eric we do minimal research <laughs> i did google it okay just now okay and so what are the differences well, they're used interchangeably but i think it's like a i think it's a maybe a geographic thing okay so mm. Yan yankee swap white elephant and dirty christmas are all the same like carl's jr and hardy's 
different parts of According to the internet, one could argue that there is a bit of a difference between a Yankee swap and a white elephant swap. Hmm. Based on its purported origin, the gifts one brings to a Yankee swap should be, quote-unquote, more useful than those one would bring to a white elephant swap. So the crux of the the white elephant is that they're kind of... Are they more more gaggy, or are they supposed to be, like things that people actually want i think a white elephant is the stuff that you want to get rid of from your house like yes. say you have two spice racks mm-hmm. yes the and regifting it's the regifting mm. it's like the regifting graveyard kind of idea yes. so gotcha we have a whole closet growing up i had a whole closet full of just regifting gifts exactly so that my those, mom had a, yeah my mom had that too and my wife has that too so <laughs> uh, it it, uh, it all comes back oh. around yeah, yeah and i think the uh white elephant is yeah the graveyard where regifts go to die um so, so yankee yes. swap is actually you go out and buy something under a certain price point that right. is useful mm, okay. right but so i people- guess so I guess here in New York, we do a Yankee swap then. Okay. <laughs> to bring this all back around, have either of you received or won a gift in a white elephant or dirty Santa that you've actually used in your home? Something yes. that, that was useful. Mm. What did yeah. you use? Last year, um, I brought a, a plant pot, like a, a hanging plant pot um, that Judy got and she was so excited and then someone stole it from her so mm. i i brought a great white elephant gift um and then i got sounds mean pat myself on the back <laughs> and then i got uh dish towels that were actually like linen dish towels that were pretty cute so are they, uh, are they still in use in your apartment right now they are yes wow. they definitely are yeah so, so that was like a productive yankee swap it was. I mean, someone brought a bottle of wine, which was super coveted. You know, he just classed right. it up. There were some weird things, though. Some like kind of those cast off, regiftable yeah. things for sure. But um, well, it's funny you should mention that because we did a story this week on some of the weirdest home related white elephant gifts that you could give out. And I'm guessing none of these are probably in your regifting pile. You mm. probably didn't already own them, and you'd have to go out and buy yourself. But um, some of you them are pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which of these, I want you guys' opinion, would you like to have in your home? We've got animal butt magnets. No. Those are cute. I've seen those Cat in like, urban outfitters. No. Dog butt. No. Don't want to. Safari butt. No. <laughs> What's <laughs> like, like elephant butt? <laughs> yeah. There's a champagne saber. Did you guys know that you can open a bottle of champagne with a sword? Yes, we watched yes. The vi- we watched the video in the office yesterday, okay. and it's quite impressive. And if I got that uh, as a white elephant gift, I'd be quite pleased. Hmm. And isn't the sword that you featured in the story, Rachel, only like seven dollars? Yeah, it's super. No, <laughs> it's forty dollars. <laughs> it's forty dollars. Oh, I thought. It was... Okay, I read. I read the price tag wrong. I thought it was. <laughs> way probably. more affordable which 40 dollars for a knife is still pretty inexpensive if you, yeah, if you consider it can cut through glass yeah <laughs> right and if you wanted to treat me i mean 40 dollars yeah. is not too much to spend wink 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 wink. i know what to get eric Beyond but you know what the, you can get for 12 dollars hmm. a potty putter yeah, uh that, explain that was disgusting would you like to play <laughs> golf while you're on the toilet Oh, like putting. So it's, yeah. is it like a little like green that goes under your feet and then you like. Yeah. Um, Naturally. <laughs> duh. 
That sounds like something that someone would get my dad as a gift, as a joke. Like a gag gift. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually use these things. No, zero. I think it's more for gifting's sake. I don't think any, I mean, if you use a potty putter, please email us. Podcast at realtor.com. Podcast at realtor.com. Tell us immediately and tweet us. Do not send pictures. No pictures. There's a lot of hygiene issues that (laughs) we need to discuss with that person. Um, this one's useful. There's a, a stud finder. Um, uh, we, there was a joke going around that you could hold it to your head and say, "Huh, hey, I found one. Right. But um, that would be a very useful home gift. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, Eric Eric doesn't like clutter, so I can tell I, that. How he's... dare you? I, I, oh, you do You do like clutter? I don't, I don't like it. it. I have some. I can't say that I'm above it. But these things are just kind of like knickknacks that just yes. you'll never it, you'll right. never use. Yes. Yeah, so well, you can just save them for your white elephant party next year, exactly. or your Yankee swap, or your dirty Santa, or your nasty Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Why does this have four names? Oh my goodness. Uh, Natalie. Mm-hmm. I know you haven't bought a house as of yet, mm-hmm. but did you know there are things that people regret doing to their house before they sell it? Uh, I did because I edited the story that we're going to talk about next. What? <laughs> You're kidding me. Oh, she got some sass. Um, <laughs> so tell me what, what I have. I have tried to sell a house. I've not been successful. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so uh, what are, what are some of literally never sold a house. I've never sold a house. You just own two? I just own two. I thought you owned three. Uh, no, just two. Okay. Well, that's a <laughs> lot. That's two Real more estate mogul Eric Gunther over here. So we thought we would try to find some sellers who did make home improvements um, before they put their house on the market and who regretted making those home improvements. Um, so there's six that we were able to find some really great anecdotes for. Go read the story on Realtor.com slash news um if you want to dive into them more but i thought i would go through the regrets and ask you to which regret which is worse which which you think is worse which is more egregious yeah i'd love to take this quiz with you (laughs) is it is a legitimate quiz a sanctioned quiz it's it's not written in quiz format um (laughs) okay but but you do have six home improvements Sellers wish they'd never made. Right. So tell me which one you guys think is worse. Okay. Uh, Going too trendy or Mm -hmm. creating, uh, putting a bunch of smart house technology into your home. Mm, Do we both answer at the same time? Yeah. Answer at the same time. And if you think, think of yourself as a seller. So what would you, as a seller, what's worse? Um, I think. Yeah. Answer at the same time. This will be fun. All right. One, two, three. Trendy. Too trendy. I can't even say it right. Too trendy. Trendy, trendy, trendy. We both, we both um, agree. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, well, I guess it just depends on like what smart technology you choose. But yeah, I think going trendy can be a big uh, a big deterrent for, for potential buyers. And Yeah, I mean, yeah. you sink all this money into something that you have no idea if the potential buyer is going to like it or not. And maybe you don't even like it. So what's the point? Between the two, I would rather do that. I don't think smart home technology is going anywhere. It's just getting updated constantly. I totally agree. Versus putting in like 
faux taxidermy <laughs> everywhere. Or like the picture I included is this huge, like heavy stove range thing right. and like mm-hmm. marble and like mirrors and it's just and chandeliers it's just very lisa vanderpump and i don't know okay so the next two um tell me what you guys think is worse adding a guest house or rehabbing the roof Mm. what's what what would you regret more as a seller all right, okay. One, three. One, two, three. Guest, Guest house. Ah, yeah, oh, of course. We are so in sync. Yeah. Why? I mean- it's because like, a, uh, why would you add a guest house just before you're going to sell? Yeah. I mean, a guest house so while you're living there makes sense. And in, in you could Airbnb it. You could have family and friends. But adding it as a, as a selling point mm-hmm. does not make a ton of sense to me. It seems like you'd sink so much money into it and not get the return yeah, you wouldn't on get investment. No, no benefit out of it. You'd, a guest house would be something you'd want to have while you're living on the property. Right. Mm-hmm. And this – so the, the guy who told us about – the guest house that he built, um, he spent nine weeks and um, three thousand dollars on the project. So it's not a huge chunk of change, but it's you know wow. it's it's still his time and yeah. it's three thousand dollars. And he he thought like that for the reasons that you guys said, he thought that was a selling point. Was like huh. people can be like, oh, I can Airbnb it, and right. you know it'll add value. But yeah, ultimately. Um, Ultimately, the person who ended up buying the house ended up demolishing it. Oh, that is so sad. And putting oh, in sad. a swimming pool. Yeah. Oh, well, and, and bless this man, but $3,000 is not going to even <laughs> do anything in the Bay Area. I mean, it's not even yeah. going to put up a wall. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious why sellers regretted the rehab the roof decision because yeah. that's one that is always said you know, when you're buying a house, you look at the structural issues like the right. roof and the foundation. And yep. if it's not in good shape, that would turn off buyers. So why is that a bad idea to... Yeah, I would think you'd want to get your roof. So you know, it was basically it, it was basically the fault of um, a stagnant market. So mm. they sunk um, about a little over $11,000 into the new roof, the sellers did. And then... Um, to move the property, they ultimately had to reduce the price by seventeen thousand um, dollars. Hmm. So they were at a net loss of, of uh, over twenty eight thousand dollars on the house. Um, hmm. So it was just bad luck for them. Um, Got it. Yeah. So yeah. might not apply to all sellers, but this particular case um, seller was yeah this particular case right. was not it, a great decision. Yeah, and I think the person who told us the story he said, you know look at the other houses in your neighborhood and see like what, mm. what improvements are other people making? Um, is it worth it to sink money into a roof repair? Maybe if all of your neighbors have really yeah. nice brand new shiny houses. So, right. mm-hmm. um, okay. and I guess know what the market's doing before you go drop a bunch of money on mm-hmm. a project, know whether the market is kind of stalling out. Exactly. Like know what you're going to price the house at, like what you can get for the house as is, and then price out the price of a roof repair, you know, maths, all those, all those things. So anyway, okay. So the last uh, two regrets, Um, which is worse DIYing to cut corners or opening Pandora's box. So, okay, wait, so it's DIYing to cut corners Mm -hmm. um, instead of calling in a professional Mm -hmm. versus, Opening. Not knowing when to stop. Basically. Opening Pandora's box. So, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> By opening Pandora's box, I mean, okay, so the person who told us the story had a seller who wanted to renovate their two-story home before putting it on the market. Um, they wanted to install new insulation around the home, but um, despite the contractor's warning that gutting the walls could lead to plumbing problems, and sure enough, the plumbing problems happened, and more problems started happening. Um, so it's just like okay. problems on problems <laughs> on problems. Like better off that you just didn't start in the first place. Right. In this case, I, th- I, w- I think I would go with the Pandora's box because I think you don't want to start cutting into walls shortly before you're – going to plan to sell a house i think you want to make sure the the basics are working mm-hmm. and you know things are operable and l- leave the the major repairs or leave even the semi-major repairs up to the next person because once you start down that road as in this case that you illustrated in the story uh it could lead to bigger and more costly repairs for sure but so then are you saying just don't do any repairs don't do anything just leave it <laughs> just leave. it's fine people Why love fixer upper i don't know it's no I, I i agree with you eric so from time to time as we've discussed we see a lot of unique homes and one of the most unique that we saw this week was um, a power plant that had a glow up essentially right eric it had a glow up yes it did natalie it's got a glow up it's uh a former power plant uh along the oregon coast in astoria oregon it was a power plant for a world war ii hospital Hmm. and then It was lived in for a little while by an electrician and then sold at some point. Uh, The rest of the hospital that was surrounding was torn down and transformed into kind of a, you know, regular suburban community. Uh, He transformed the first guy, the electrician, transformed part of it into an apartment. Then the buyers came in and uh, did the majority of the renovation. And it is a stunning renovation and stunning reuse of a current or existing building it you know it has wide open spaces it's got 3000 square feet it's got the the brick walls it was built in the 40s um cool gorgeous gorgeous and it, i mean it this is uh, like i say it looks like a pinterest board come to mm. life the bathroom is enormous oh my god yeah i would take that yeah i know you would <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a enough about the power plant there's also a 3000 square foot workshop next to the power plant oh, and this cool. could be all yours on the Oregon coast in Astoria Oregon for $675,000 that three bed three we could bedrooms. pull our money and do that yeah that three sounds bedrooms. like a pretty good deal i mean what what is Astoria close to what what major city in Oregon not nothing i mean i think it's close <laughs> to well, i mean it's you know it's i'm sure i think it's an hour or two outside of portland but it's on the coast, so it's not easy to get to from Portland. You have to go over the mountain to mm, get there. Okay. Um, but uh, it so Astoria is kind of out there. It's uh, I think it was a filming location for Kindergarten Cop. Oh, of course, cool. that yeah. old classic. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's a gorgeous little town, and it's kind of an artsy community. And this this house kind of fits right in with that. You mentioned the bathroom, but what other parts of the house are like Pinterest worthy? would you say Pinterest worthy is, is the downstairs area is uh I believe has been converted into like kind of like a playroom it's like a wide open space with like pool table and couches mm-hmm. and it's got these really great rugs and orange fridge great seating areas mm-hmm. and I believe this is the downstairs area um 
I don't know if it's a basement kind of area, but it, it really looks, I mean, it, it's uh, very Pinterest worthy. Would what's, you say? What's the yeah, uh, what's the decor like, style? Would you say like like uh, a hipster haven? Yeah, okay. it's kind of it's kind of bohemian ish. Yeah, a, look, a little eclectic. A little eclectic. It's got some touches of modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the outside of the building is you know it's very imposing. It just looks like a you know a brick box. Yeah, it looks scary almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, but once you go inside, it's warm. Welcoming, and welcoming, and an interesting reuse of an existing mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. This conversion is quite, quite enticing. Um, and then, okay. and then, one of the other great unique houses that, um, well, it's not really a house, is it, Eric? Something that we saw. No, it's not a house, Natalie. It's an opportunity for an entrepreneur. Oh, oh. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so. We called it the Hotel California in the story, no. but it is not the actual Hotel California that the no. Eagles speak of. <laughs> oh God! Here's you're like we're gonna go, you're down, like, we're gonna go down this. We're gonna go down this rabbit Let's hole. Let's do again. a diagram. There's no actual Hotel California. The Eagles based. I mean, there are many Hotel Californias. <laughs> the Eagles did not sing about a specific place, and they certainly yeah. didn't sing about this place. And they certainly did not sing about this place. This is an 18 bedroom. Hotel opportunity for three point five million in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. You could um, there are three units that have full kitchens, and then there are fourteen rooms that are ready to just be booked. And they don't have the full kitchen thing, but you know, I mean, you could stay there for a week or two, hang out in the desert, have fun, hmm. and they're ready to add another four units uh, to the to the building. And there are kind of like, and when we think of Palm Springs. Um, we think mid-century modern, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the, the stereotype or the, you know, the obvious choice. This is done in kind of a Spanish style, um, mm-hmm. so it, it, evokes, mo- it evokes more like the 20s and 30s kind of old Hollywood glamour. Rachel, were you sarcastic there? No, I love Spanish architecture. No, she really? does. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's and Mediterranean, cool. yeah. It's one of my yeah. favorites. This sounds like a great opportunity for someone, for, like you said, an entrepreneur, because Coachella and Stagecoach. Yes, so, right. I mean – they can you can charge five times what you normally would, right? For a and room so the, for those the, events, the going there. the going rates right now are are one forty nine to two sixty nine per night, depending on the season. That's not bad. Yeah. So the agent we spoke with, you know, we asked him, you know, will there will will a buyer have to do much work? And he said, no, the place works really well the way it is now. And oh. so, you know, you could pretty much buy this if you had the three point five million to spare and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. a turn, turnkey business that's, kind of thing. That's what I was wondering. Like, is it dilapidated or is it? No, it's it's no. like totally. No, not not dilapidated at all. I'd I'd encourage you, Natalie, to look at the listing photos for this uh, Hotel California. Yeah. It's not dilapidated. It's re- ready. It's got a five TripAdvisor rating. So oh. you know you already have that built in kind of audience that juice people that are willing to rent your rooms in the hotel california that's actually good because you would never want to inherit a place that has a low trip right. advisor rating trip advisor right. is the yeah. lifeblood of the agro-tourism industry so right and so then yeah you'd have to if you had a bad rating then you'd have to rename it rebrand it uh, this place is already branded built in it's got that you know that spanish style that rachel loves mm-hmm. and, i do uh, i had no you, idea you, rachel would you would you stay there? It's not like a dark secret. Would, would you stay at the Would you stay at the Hotel California, Rachel? I would stay there, and I would never leave. Here we go.
All right. And that's it for House Party. Thank you, Eric and Rachel. This was awesome. Thanks, Natalie. Fun as always. If you listeners want to check out these stories and so much more, go to Realtor.com slash news. You can also reach us now at our shiny new email address, um, podcast at Realtor.com. So send us a story, um, drop us a line, (laughs) ask us a question. We're all ears. Um, The inbox is open. And um, be sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at House Party Pod. Um, And you guys, anything else? Any other announcements? Yankee swap. (laughs) Have fun at your Yankee swaps if you guys have them, if you find them. Bye. 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 Bye.